If like me, you enjoy flying and taking nice holidays in the sunshine and the heat or uh, vacations if you're American watching this, then you might've got a shock in the last couple of months as I have. It's been uh, over a year since I took my last holiday where I went somewhere nice and hot. I think I was in um, Florida, then I went to Costa Rica, I went to Mexico. Uh, I just had some you know, real nice time as I avoided the lockdowns in 2021 and of course 2020 before that. But I was just looking online today at, at flights because my wife and I want to go away for a little while and have a, a nice holiday on the beach with our uh, you know, cocktails here and um, you know, some nice uh, tropical plants and things. And I, I don't even know why I'm still wearing this. This is, this is my wife's, but we got a real big shock just this week when I looked up flight prices. And you might also get a shock if you look up flight prices at the moment, because these things have absolutely exploded. And I mean exploded. Some flights are up over 100%. Yes, over 100%. So in today's video, we're gonna look at exactly what is causing these flights to go up so dramatically in price and then ascertain when prices might come down again and what you might be able to do to beat these prices. Now, I wanna start with just a couple of flights then. So I just looked at uh, normal uh, London LHR, which is London Heathrow to Mumbai, because I heard that Mumbai is one that has gone up by as much as 200% in price. And I was just looking through some of the, the prices here to see how much it costs. Now, if you want to do three stops, well, you can get it for 500 pounds. I don't know what that'll be in dollars right now. But I remember years ago when I last went to Thailand for a holiday, uh, I think we paid 450 pounds for a round trip uh, non-stop flight. Quite surprised because it's been a number of years since we've been back to uh, Bangkok. So that'll be um, Savannapum Airport there the, in the capital. Uh, to see that it was 1,000, almost 1,000, well, it is 1,500 or 1,600 pounds for a non-stop flight to Bangkok. Now, I know that many of my viewers uh, are, you know, love Thailand and they travel a lot from the USA and from London and a lot of other European airports. So you might get a shock this year, uh, my friends, if you are traveling for some sun and uh, sand and cocktails. But even if you take off the non-stop uh, and you go, you know, if you're willing to take three stops here, you're still looking at this time of the year, which is a high season, I guess we can say. Well, December's more high season, but even in January, you're still looking at 600 pounds if you're willing to take three stops, which I am not. I don't wanna spend 38 hours trying to get somewhere. And that's one of the problems at the moment is that you can get cheaper prices on flights but you're going to take two days sometimes or a day and a half to actually get to your destination, which, you know, just completely defies the point of taking a nice vacation and, uh, you know, losing a day and a half or two days to save yourself a bit of money. So let's have a look. And it's the usual culprits that are causing a lot of this. So number one, let's look at the climate uh, taxes that they are putting on. So carbon taxes. 
Um, and this is a, a sort of discussion piece that came out in October. And it says uh, the fairest way to tax carbon is to make air travel more expensive. Hmm, you might say. So I started reading through and looking at the proposals that are going through at the moment. And um, one thing it says, uh, let me read this out to you. Air travel taxes that apply to passengers could be levied on the emissions of each passenger per flight. People could also be taxed according to the distance they travel or their seat class. A person could also be taxed for the number of flights they take. A frequent flyer levy would exempt the first return flight a person takes in a year, but would tax subsequent flights at an increasing rate. Now, this is quite interesting because it was only a few months back that uh, in the summer that I talked about this and I said, this is what I think is going to come next. Make sure you book your travel, which is why my wife and I have already booked our, our nice little holiday. So I was talking about all these things that will come in next and, you know, restrictions on travel. We've already seen that with a test case in Oxford, a video I covered a, a couple of weeks ago now, maybe three weeks ago, where they are trying to reduce CO2 and methane and everything else by restricting the number of journeys that people can make to 100 car journeys per year crazy but all of these things are coming through and now the airlines is the next one that is on the uh, wef list because they're trying to say that most emissions are caused by air travel and that people are being irresponsible with their air travel and that you know you don't need a overseas holiday you can just have a local holiday down to the beach and you know all this sort of stuff trying to guilt trip people into not not traveling and not having nice holidays but now the eu is at it as well so lawmakers agree to restrict eu carbon tax to flights within europe so a deal struck by EU legislators early Wednesday morning, so this was the 7th of December this month, affirms that the price on aviation carbon emissions will continue, okay, so it already exists, to apply only to flights within Europe in a blow to environmental campaigners who had lobbied for complete coverage. Uh, yeah, let's use the word environmental campaigners loosely because they're not actually that. These are large um, global organizations we're talking about here. So what else is going on there? What else is causing this issue? Well, the world just doesn't have enough planes right now. And we have this huge back order of 12,720 jets. So this shortage means fares to remain elevated for the foreseeable future. Now, what caused this then? How do we get into this situation? We remember in 2020, all the lockdown started, global travel was just a no-go, complete no travel whatsoever. And you'll remember if you were in the UK, I know that about 20%, 15% of my viewers are in the UK. The BBC put out this outrageous stories in the news and the media. And it said things like, if you try and you know, take a, a travel on an aircraft for a holiday or something like that, 10 year prison sentence or a 10,000 pound fine. Do you remember this when it used to be in the media all the time? And they said that they'd have, you know, roadblocks on motorways and police checkpoints and all this sort of stuff. Well, you'll remember if you've been a subscriber for a long time, my wife and I got in the car, we packed our stuff, we drove down the motorway from the Midlands to London. We got to London airport at London Heathrow Oh, it might have been Gatwick, actually. But either way, we flew to Los Angeles. And yeah, it was a little tricky, but there was no police road checkpoints and, you know, motorways closed and all that sort of thing. The most difficult thing was actually getting a hire car. We weren't allowed to 
higher one. And then when we got to the airport, yes, there was loads of police and they stood there, you know, armed police and all this sort of stuff. And then we had to have an interview with Homeland Security for the USA and all of that. But all this stuff about a 10 year prison sentence and 10,000 pound fine, it, 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 it was nonsense. Like none of that actually happened. And we did have a genuine reason for travel anyway. So what's all this contributing to then? Well, it means sky high airfares uh, that people have complained bitterly about over the past few months are here to stay and things could get worse before they get better. I agree. It's not just a shortage of planes, but also other factors like oil prices. And I'll touch upon that in a moment. Uh, Boeing and Airbus, the plane making giants that largely enjoy a duopoly supplying passenger jets are sold out for their most popular single eye models through until at least 2029. That's six to seven years away. I mean, that is insane. Airbus earlier this month dropped its delivery goal of 700 jetliners this year, citing supply chain issues and has previously warned that a jump in energy costs will weigh particularly hard on smaller, power intensive producers, such as those making castings and forgings. Exactly. And that's why we've seen a lot of big industry closed down because they can't afford the energy costs. The thousands of planes that carriers stored in deserts around the world. In fact, let me show you a video I've got of this. So here is the video. These are just jets sat in the middle of the desert. Okay, look at all this. Just look at this. Absolutely crazy how many of these jets are just sat there. Unsure of when demand would return as travel collapsed in the wake of the COVID and country's short borders, are also contributing to the shortage. Hundreds, more like thousands, haven't been brought back into fleets either because they now need heavy maintenance, because they haven't been used for so long, or because airlines are planning on phasing them out and just haven't bothered slotting them back into their schedules. The end result for the flying public is eye-watering fares, which could rise even further as business travel returns and more people are willing to treat themselves as they holiday abroad for the first time in years. Airbus has already seen airlines reluctant to place new orders for jets, considering it has a backlog of more than 6,100 planes that would take eight years to fill. So what is the, the bright spot with all of this then? Well, if you are an employee working in the sector, your boss is not gonna be laying you off any time soon, let me assure you there. And even if there's a huge recession, well, I say if, there will be a huge recession, uh, it's not gonna really affect people's jobs because there's always gonna be this demand for the next you know, seven, eight years on planes. So this is what I wanted to show you about the jet fuel prices then. You can see that where we are right now, we've just had this massive explosion from April, 2020, remember this was the, the lockdown period. So jet fuel, well, there wasn't really a demand on it, so the price crashed. Well, now because of this demand coming back, it is just absolutely exploded again. You can see where it is. So we're not quite back to the sort of 2008 uh, prices here that we had a, a crisis at that time, but we're not far off now. And fuel is a major expense. It accounts for between 30 and 60% of their um, expenditure in an average year. So that is a huge amount. Now, what else has contributed to this? This is, I'm surprised they've actually put it in the article here, but I guess they've spun it a different way. However, it was the war in Ukraine, which began exactly two months ago. So obviously this is a, an older article now that has sent oil prices soaring due to sanctions 
on Russian oil and gas. Fuel costs are up 140% year-on-year in North America and 126% in Europe, with this figure only climbing every month. And yep, correct, it has been climbing since that article uh, was put out and now it is just going up like a rocket. But what else is there? Well, you, you can probably guess labor shortages, we've got buildup of finished inventory here, supply chain management, we've got all these issues which are stopping not only building new planes but also repairing planes that need repairs right now. We also have a pilot shortage crisis as well and they think that this is not going to go away throughout this decade so it's going to be 2030 before this crisis is solved. But on the bright side for If you are a pilot, I don't know how many of my subscribers are pilots, but because there is this huge shortage and a lot of pilots have actually left the industry, they are able to be uh, receive much higher wages now. So if we look at this, Delta Airlines has offered a 34% pay increase to its pilots over three years in a new contract, demonstrating the bargaining power aviators are enjoying in a short staff industry with booming travel demand. Delta pilots will get a raise of at least 18% when the contract's signed. They will also get a one-time payment equivalent to a 22% of their earnings between 20 and 22 after the deal is ratified. And if you'd like to read more on this topic about the path to net zero, Um, Obviously, 100% true and accurate, this uh, report, uh, you know, obviously written by saints. There's nothing strange or unusual in this at all. Then uh, you can look this report up. Obviously, I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek there because it's written on the premise that all of these emissions, it's so funny, you know, it depends which industry that you look at. But they say, oh, it's the meat industry that contributes to most emissions. Oh yeah, it's the meat industry. And the next thing you know, they start reducing that with the farms and animals and stuff. Then they say, oh no, 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 no. It's the aviation industry. Oh yes, that is creating the most emissions. That's what we need to reduce. And the way to do it, we make flights more expensive. We make flights harder to get onto and we add carbon taxes to discourage people from flying. Ah, all these darn rich people and middle class, they're still flying. Okay, okay, what do we do next? Okay, we're gonna have to bring out the big guns here. One flight per year, we're gonna have to start making restrictions on long haul flights or people that fly too often. Oh yes, that's the solution here. And I won't pass any more comment today because you know my thoughts on many of these things. All right, thanks so much for watching. I hope to see you for the walk and talk tomorrow if the weather holds up. All right, take care. God bless. See you soon.